It had been a minute since we were hanging with Big Walt, Keith Kachuk. I can't remember, a few weeks back, I guess. Uh, I think we did kind of a, a longer form. That's right, he was one of our legends on KTRS. We did a longer form, more about his career. This time, we're catching up with Big Walt, talking about the Blues' start to the season, winning eight of their first 11 games, how Jordan Bennington seems to be better when he's got a little bit of an edge to his game. Uh, I didn't know that Big Walt was an early riser. We caught up after he went to the uh, police luncheon, or police breakfast, rather. Of course, that's the whole point. Got up early. Uh, early riser. He's up late watching hockey, trying to catch Matthew Kachuk's game with Calgary, Brady Kachuk's game with Ottawa, the St. Louis Blues, who he played for, still works for. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Blues' start. Vladimir Tarasenko, Chief getting the most out of this team, whether the Blues have a nasty side to them or an edge that maybe people didn't think. Why were the pundits wrong? And I remember it was the power rankings at TSN that had the Blues 19th in the NHL. Checked out a power ranking at ESPN this morning. The Blues are fifth, down from third a week ago. So why were they so wrong? We get Big Walt's take on that. Uh, Talking all things hockey and life with the one and only Keith Kachuk. It is presented by B&G Tuck pointing. They are the best in the brick. So if you have a brick home, chimney, garage, been mentioning this for a while, drive all around St. Louis. There's so many brick buildings. And the best way to make them look new again is to redo the tuck pointing. They also do foundation repair, waterproofing, B and G tuck pointing. The best in the bricks. Get yourself an estimate at 363-0525. 363-0525. Also on the web at BG tuckpointing.com. Triad Bank, neighborhood-friendly bank that's been around since 2005. St. Louis-based, five-star rated bank, car loan, home loan, business loan. Talk to my friends at Triad Bank, located in Frontenac on Clayton Road. It's triadbanking.com. Marie de Villa, Senior Living, Clayton and Wideman Road. That's the intersection. And even if you're out driving around, make sure you Work your way over there during the holidays. Giant Christmas tree is going up now. Largest outdoor Christmas tree in St. Louis County. So during the holidays, Christmas season, Thanksgiving, drive by, see the giant. It's part of the festive nature at Marie de Villa Senior Living. It's been there since 1960. Beautiful acre, 60-acre campus and uh, villa estates, assisted living, whatever you're looking for, they have it. Take a virtual tour at mariedevilla.com, M-A-R-I-D-E-V-I-L-L-A, mariedevilla.com. And appliance discounters, they will save you money. They will get you your appliance quick. What more do you want? A great brand name like General Electric, delivered quickly at a low price. They also have GE rebates, so check out all the items at theappliancediscounters.com. It's real simple. Their savings are your savings. Big name brands, low prices, delivered quickly. It's why Appliance Discounters has grown from that one location in Webster Groves, now all around the greater St. Louis area. Start the search at theappliancediscounters.com. Let's do it. Let's talk it over with Big Walt. Big Walt with us up early on a Wednesday before we were hanging with Big Walt. You were hanging with the police. This is an annual breakfast they have. Uh, I, I went to it a number of years ago. Really great event, and the Blues have always been very supportive of the police. Just tell me about the event itself and, and who all was there. Yeah, it was a great event. Um, the alumni had a table, but uh, Kelly Chase and I and uh, Al McInnes and Al Sun 
Carson, who's uh, works in the drug unit. Uh, we're at a table with um, a couple of people that put that on. One of your coworkers, Jasmine, um, Dougie Albrecht, uh, Bob Laughlin. Uh, next to us was the chief, the acting chief, Ken. Um, so it was fun. It was a good event. Uh, so get there at seven o'clock and um, there's a couple speakers. And at the end, uh, we had breakfast, obviously. And then at the end, um, we get up and um, Kelly Chase hosts uh, Al and I with a Q&A. And it was really fun. It was a lot of, and we just wanted to say thank you to the police of uh, all the men and women that help and serve our our uh, community and, and keep us safe. And just wanted to give a, you know, say thank you back to them. It was Chaser playing it straight, or did you get roasted a little bit up there? You know what? He was good. Like he's, I'll tell you, like he 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 just has got a knack for that. And he had a couple of funny lines that, you know, the, he had the he had the place roaring. I'll tell you that much. I, I was going to say it's good to have Chaser on this side of the police. Okay, back in the probably him and him and Twister and Peoria might have been on the other side of it. If I had to yeah. guess, yeah. Well, the police are a big part of uh, this town, and especially with the Blues and all the sports teams and. Uh, we certainly have a great relationship with the Marty and uh, we're, we're going to always support them. And um, they're going through some tough times right now, but you know, they put a lot of hard work to both, not just the men and women, but their families go through a lot and they put their life in the line every day. And we just wanted to support them and say thank you to them. I was thinking when you were a kid in Boston, cause you guys lived in the city, did you have like, I mean, you didn't live in the suburbs, right? Did you have like the neighborhood cop that was still walking the beat and you'd see him after school? Yeah, we, we got to know the cops quite a bit. Yeah, living in the city is a little different, you know, but then we moved from East Boston out to Medford, which is, you know, it's a, it's a little different, but, you know, you didn't know any better back in the time. But, yeah, you got to know the cops, but, you know, it's not, you're always scared of them a little bit because you're afraid to get pulled over, you know, or, or get yelled at for something, you know, so. Hey, in Boston, all you got to do is back in the day, you just say, look, there goes a Brinks truck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I want to ask you about Blues. They win a, a thrilling game in Winnipeg. It goes to the shootout. I've talked to one of your fellow alums, Bernie Federko. He he hates the shootout format when they go to the three on three. Uh, excuse me, overtime before shootout. I gotta I gotta wise up here. What was it? What do you tell me to do? Button up? Uh, sharpen, sharpen up. up. Sharpen up. I meant to talk about the overtime because Bernie hates the three on three format. How they play the whole game one way and then they switch it. I know it's to increase, you know, probably goal activity and, and action. What do you think first off of the three on three? Well, it's certainly exciting, especially when they change ends. I mean, um, you know, you'd like ideally to end the game there instead of the shootout, but I get where there's some skepticism, but I think it's fun. I think it's entertaining. Um, you know, as long as teams go out for the win, there's a little trading chances back and forth. I like that better than the shootout, to be honest with you. So, you know, um, I don't know how they're going to fix this or how they're going to make it better, but it is exciting three on three. You know, it's not the playoffs. If five on five, there's no room. It's it's kind of like defensive. You want it, you want teams to go out there and put their best offensive players out there and try to win the game there. Would you like? So you would like the overtime maybe to go a little longer? Try that. Before Correct. You get to the shootout. Yeah. 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 I would. Why not go and add an extra two minutes to it? I think that you know it might sound like a lot, but it's not. And then the shootout itself, I would think the Binningtons of the world, I bet those guys, I know it's pressure. Don't you think the goalies love that? Like all eyes on them. I mean, I bet you, it, maybe even for the player too, I know there's pressure. Do you think the players like that element one-on-one? I, like, I think that the advantage goes to the goalie, and especially our goalie, Bennington. I don't think anything ruffles him. I think he likes the challenge. 
Um, I'm sure some goalies are different, but I think, you know, the forwards are a little more nervous, I think, coming down than for me. At least I got nervous because I was never very good at that stuff. So, but I think the advantage has to go to the goaltender. What have you seen with Bennington lately? Obviously, he had a great game against the Jets. Wasn't great against the Ducks. But I feel like what we've seen from him this year is more of the swagger, the edge. I know he was swinging his stick at Kadri. And I'm sure some of these big guys laugh at him. I'm like, dude, you weigh 150 pounds. But he seems to be better when he's kind of pissed off. Well, he's got that swagger. I was trying to watch the Blues game last night, um, Sens game, and the Flames game all at once last night. So it was uh, – we had three TVs going down in my basement, so it was tough. But uh, what I do know is if it wasn't for Bennington, we don't win that game. So um, he showed that swagger back in the cup run, um, especially in that game seven first period. If we don't have him, we lose that game. There's no question about it. Um, but he kept us in it last night. Um, and that's what you need from your goaltender. And then, you know, Sweet Mitz uh, O'Reilly scored a ridiculous goal in that shootout. I, I don't know how he does it. His stick is so quick. Um, but uh, without Bennington, we don't even come close to winning that game. Are goalies always kind of different or in their own world? Like, do you talk to them on game? Like, pitchers, starting pitchers, they're not allowed to even, like, look yeah. at it. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. But there's some strange goalies. you got to be strange if you go in there and – take slap shots at a hundred plus miles per hour from guys like Pareko and Al McInnes, you know, um, some boys are weird, but I played with guys like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think who I played with some guys that didn't, uh, you know, I don't know, some guys who didn't really care, but most of them you, you kind of stay away from They're in their own little world. It's so long ago, big wall can't remember who the hell he played with. See, yeah. <laughs> or you got up too early. You're in the fog. Well, that too, but I, I'm always up early though. 2020. Up and at them. Got to get. Do you go to bed early? No, you can't. Yeah, most time. Well, no, I, I'll fall asleep during the kids' game. When it's time to go, it go. I go. <laughs> hey, I, for the next day. What do you think of Tarasenko's start? Do you think he's highly motivated because so much has been talked about? Written. There's another guy who clearly has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Even when he was great, he always seemed to be pissy with the media. Uh, do you think? The Blues are going to get the best of him right now because he's highly motivated. I think he's doing great. Um, he's still an elite player and he's played well. I know, I don't know exactly what happened during the summer and things came out, but you know, at the end of the day, he's professional and um, I like the way he's playing and clicking with Robbie Thomas. So um, they're generating a lot of offense. Um, he's a great player and he's going to score goals for you. He's working hard at both ends of the ice. He's competing harder and it's nice to see and he's healthy. I mean, he's, been through a lot the last few years with injury. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, his numbers are pretty damn good in the playoffs. I mean, if you could have a, a third line that has Robert Thomas and Tarasenko, and I know they move up and down, but for a while there, they were kind of a big part of that third line. I mean, that, that's the blue strength, even when the last 20 years, I would say, you'd have a couple of stars here and there. But for the most part, it seems like the Army model, Doug Armstrong, is to have depth, like to have three or four good lines instead of focusing on one great line. Well, you can't tell me there's a better group of centermen depth-wise um, than our team. I mean, you look at Ryan O'Reilly, Braden Chen, Robert Thomas, you know, uh, Sunquist when he's healthy, Tyler Bozak. That's five pretty damn good centermen. Uh, obviously interchangeable as those last two guys. Uh, but when you have the luxury of that, because you should build your team around defense and, and, and uh, centermen and defensemen. So I think we're in a great shape, um, you know, with – you know, with guys on a contract and the youth added with, you know, guys are under 30. And I think it's, 
I think it's really good, and it's going to help us, you know, obviously down the stretch if there's injuries. Why do you think the pundits didn't think the Blues would be better? I mean, they're 8-2-1 and one after 11 games, but I remember early on it was like, oh, they're about the 19th best, the 20th best. Now I looked at some power rankings this morning. They're either fourth or fifth. But why do you think the, the you know, quote-unquote experts – or whatever, the hockey people or the Canadian people, or the, you know, Canadian media, they weren't high on this team. Why do you think that was? I think because of the, you know, because of the, you know, teams like Colorado and, and, the, and the Central. And I think everybody thought Chicago was going to be better and Dallas. and But I think the guys have come out and played really well. I mean, you know what? This, this still has experience of a winning team. And you had two really solid players and Saad and Bushnevitz, who, you know, Bushnevitz is off to a slow start after being suspended, but scored last night. And Saad was great off the hop and obviously got COVID, but he's a guy that's won before. So I think we're deeper, we're stronger, we're faster with those guys up front. Now in D, obviously, we got Krug has been out, but he's had a great season so far. Falky, you know, Pareko's healthy again. So and then Binner is playing great. So I think, you know, everything's clicking right now. You go on the road, you're winning games. And, and last night you found a way to win a game that you probably should have lost. I thought maybe if there was one area they weren't maybe nasty or they weren't terribly big. And I know Baruby's going to have them play, you know, a rough style or a heavy yeah. style. But I wondered if they weren't kind of edgy or nasty enough. And then I, I, I was watching the Colorado game. And I know we're going back a couple of weeks. But remember how Shen jumped Kadri or fought him because they still were pissed about what happened in the playoffs. And I thought, well, that's the end of it. And then they host Colorado, and Justin Falk goes after him, like in the first 30 seconds or whatever. It's unbelievable. First of all, these guys never forget. But maybe I underestimated. Maybe maybe there is a little more edge or nastiness this team has. I don't know. Those are just two examples. But I, I thought that was the one area they might be a little short. Was I wrong? Yeah, no, I mean, it's team toughness. I think it's great. I mean, um, you know, short memory, I guess, or long memory, if you want to say it. And um, you need that battles. You need that, you know, rivalry. And they're a great team. And they're going to be a tough team to beat down the stretch. But guys are pissed off. And I think – and another thing, I think Chief is getting the best out of the guys too. I mean, the Chief is, uh, you know, has more confident – confidence in some of the younger guys like Cairo and, and Thomas who are really taking another step um, and adding with Wallman on defense and, and giving guys different opportunities. So I think all around, it's been a really, really good start. I think Doug's going to be pretty happy with everything. I feel like Chief's a guy you would have liked to play for, like no nonsense. Yeah. I mean, he wants you. If you don't compete, then you're going to have trouble playing for him. Uh, Matthew's team's off the flames are off to a great start. How about the goal the other night Matthew had, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it for folks that are just listening. you got to Google it and find it. I mean, like a spinneroo behind the legs. I mean, with, did he do that in the backyard, in the driveway? Did you, He did that all the time in youth hockey and practices and even tried him in games. I used to get pissed at him for doing it. Stop doing that. I'm old school. You don't do stuff like that. But he does it, and he probably does it a lot, but he does it, and it works. He's worked a, a bunch of times already in his career this year. So that was a pretty pretty impressive goal, I might say. You know, you know that was – I could never do that. I would probably pull the hammy on that one. Did he – was it Nashville he had one similar? Was it last year? That was that was one – it was out more, and it was off a rebound or off a, a stick, and that was more impressive. This one was around the net. He did one against uh, – San Jose a couple of years back didn't want against the Islanders. So he's, he's been known to do it. He just, that's just the way it presents itself. It's not like he's trying to showboat. It's just, that's where he can get a stick on it and he feels comfortable doing it. 
And it's kind of a reminder of people too who say, oh, he's just an agitator. He likes to stir shit up or whatever. But actually, that he's pretty skilled, right? I mean, that, pisses me, off. that pisses me off. Like he has more than that trait. I think he has elite hockey sense. Yeah, there's some things he has to work on. He's just not a guy that gets under people's skin. He can make plays. Um, he's got great sense and, you know, his puck skills are very good. Well, and that's what I was thinking is it's almost like people forget that, right? The high skill level that he has. Yeah, yeah that is what it is. But, you know, I, I know what he can do. And, you know, like I said, there's things he needs to work on to become better, but skill level is not one of them. Hey, there was about, what, a week straight where Eichel was going to get moved and Matthew was going to come here. and Everybody had a scenario where Matt – does he ever get – obviously they love the Blues, but he's happy in Calgary. You ever get, you ever get tired of that topic? Yeah, I, I wouldn't believe half the things you hear now. I could be wrong. I mean, he could be a part of those deals. But, you know, um, I think they're a team right now that – I think anybody should be – everybody could be traded. And if you can get a deal that makes your team better, I don't care who you are. You know, but that's, I think he understands the business. Um, it won't phase him. Now it might phase Brady because Brady's a different person than Matthew, but Matthew, he did nothing phases him. So I'm confident he can blow that off and just go out and try to do his job. And how about Brady being the captain in Ottawa? What, a, what an honor that is. Yeah, I was so happy for him. Uh, he deserves it. He's just a great person, great kid. He, treats others so well. He thinks of other people more than he thinks about himself. So I'm happy for him. It's a young age. It's a young team, a lot of responsibility, but he needs to just focus on playing hockey and, you know, uh, you know, do it by committee as leadership. Um, you know, they're going through a tough time right now with uh, COVID and they're losing games, but, you know, um, I was proud of him. I know he was honored to, to be the captain and it'll take time, but um, he's a young boy and um, he's up for the challenge. Does he have a little bit of like Pareko's personality? Just kind of super nice. Yeah, he is super nice until you piss him off on the ice. Then that's where he gets uh he gets a gets an angry that angry elf in him. So he uh but off the ice, he's a polite, nice kid, courteous, and cares about people and you know, doesn't say a bad word about people and, and, and he gets along with everybody. Where does that Kachuk edge come from? Is that grandma? Is that from the dock? Might be a little that little four foot ten grandmother from Boston. <laughs> That's where it all started. Hey, Marty, how about Marty? I can't believe it, Marty. Does she stay up and watch the games? Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll stay up and she'll fall asleep. My dad says. Um, I've been in town visiting them lately because I've been in town scouting, doing some college stuff, and staying at their house once in a while. So. Um, you know, she's still going. That Jesus, Marty, got the key keys. I don't know what to do with them. Is your they still have your bedroom? Is it your childhood home? No, no, not this is not my childhood home. They moved out of that to another place close by. All right, where are we headed this weekend? I am heading to Minneapolis to watch some college up in Minnesota, and then uh, heading to Jersey to watch Brady play in Jersey on Monday and Tuesday, and whatever it is, and then heading out to watch some OHL and to watch some more college. So I'll be gone for a while. Is it is it the Gophers this weekend? No, not the Gophers. It's the Minnesota Duluth, Peronovich's old team versus Colorado College, and then I'm going to go to St. Cloud State, who's hosting Nebraska Omaha. Is that yeah, Holly went to Duluth, right? Holly went to Duluth. Um, I'm trying to think who else? Peronovich was there. They've had, they won three, two or three championships in a in a row up there before last season. 
before COVID. You better, get, you better get to Minnesota soon. It's about to be pretty brutal up there. Well, I know. I'm, you know, it's, I mean, because of the weather or just. Well, I mean, the, I'm just saying weather wise, it's going to. Yeah, be- I try to get some of those those places out soon because <laughs> I don't want to be there in January and February because that's, that's nuts. Big Walt, great to be hanging again. It's been a while and uh, I'll sharpen up. You have a good trip. I better check my bill at Old Morrison if you ate there lunch there last week. If I'm, I'm telling you, Monty. Very, you know, it's funny how many people that I know that belong in Old Morrison, and I say, "Hey, I'm going to be up there on Friday." And every one of them, like, "Okay, yeah, I can't make it. You have fun, can't make." And then I hear <laughs> these guys, all of my friends, that they they live up there, and the day <laughs> I go, they're like, "Yeah, I won't be able to make it. Sorry, have fun." The great great patio bar out back. It's awesome. I never made it out to where we the great Spencer Koch, my old television boss. We sat there and great told man. Stories. Great we just man. sat there and told stories for like two hours about the New York Mets and the St. Louis Rams. And it was great. Tons of fun. I did not sign your name. Luckily, I didn't have to. Well, say hello to uh, my friend Jasmine. She was great today at the table with us. So please tell her she was a very uh, nice lady. All right, pal. Good talk. All right, 2020. Take care, buddy. One of these days, Big Walt's going to invite me up to Old Warson, but I'm, maybe it's not going to be this year. We're kind of running out of time for a golf golf adding up there. Boy, he plays golf with Wayne Gretzky, and I just, I just want to ride in the cart. I don't want to play and embarrass myself. I just want to be in the golf cart when guys like that are hanging out. Hanging with Big Walt, as always, is presented by Marie de Villa Senior Living, mariedevilla.com for a virtual tour. Triad Bank, second location, coming your way soon. I know some friends of mine are like, what about that new location? Uh, It's going to be on Olive Road, just a little bit west of 270. Triad Bank, a great St. Louis-based bank, five-star rated bank. They are great people to deal with. Triadbanking.com. B&G Tuck Pointing, the best in the bricks. BGTuckPointing.com is the website where you can see some of the work they've done around town, and they are Family-based, that's why the B and the G, guess what? It's Bella and Gabrielle. That's Rich Galati's daughter's name, so he named his company after his daughter's. It's a family operation. 363-0525 for that estimate, 363-0525. And Appliance Discounters, theappliancediscounters.com. Maybe this holiday season, looking around the kitchen or thinking about that washer and dryer and saying, you know, it's time to upgrade. Get yourself a gift. Go get it today, next week. Don't wait till Christmas. Get yourself that new appliance you've been waiting on because they have a lot of inventory, which most folks can't say right now. They've got it. Get it delivered quickly. Theappliancediscounters.com. The Killcoin Conversation, as well as Hanging with Big Walt, can always be found at scoopswithdannymac.com or on iTunes, Spotify. Make sure you subscribe. That way all the segments are delivered directly to you. Uh, Later this week, non-sports, Rocky Sickman from the St. Louis area, part of the Iran hostage crisis. His story, uh, as we celebrate and remember on Veterans Day, we celebrate our veterans. And uh, he's got an amazing story to tell. Rocky Sickman will be our guest on the Kilcoin Conversation that is coming your way later this week. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Martin Kilcoin. We'll talk soon.